0: Would you
1: like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH.
2: Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are joining us as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host, uh, we are financial advisors and spend our weekdays helping people plan their financial futures. We come uh, into the studios on a weekly basis to be your financial advisors on the air and love to, um, Our ho- actually our hope is that you make better choices with your finances, have some greater financial peace in your life as a result of listening to this program. So hopefully that we're accomplishing that. And we love taking calls. If you'd like to join the program, our contact number is 833 833- Ninety-nine worth again eight three three, ninety-nine worth that'll get you on with all worths money matters, and we're going to start this week's program right off the bat in Colorado with Brad. Brad, you're with All Worths Money Matters.
3: Hi, thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Hey, um, so my wife and I are looking into downsizing kind of as we move into retirement. And um, how old one are you, Brad? Coming up is. Oh, um, I'm 59 and my wife's 62. Okay. And as, as we've been looking into the downsizing, um, one of the interesting things that came up that I wanted to ask about was <clears throat> not something I'd heard about a lot, but it's purchasing a home with a reverse mortgage and exploring that option as a, as a means for controlling cash flow. Now, I've, I've come to find out that since I'm 59, I, I don't qualify. That's correct. But I'm still... I'm still interested in the concept, and maybe down the road, or um, just your guys' thoughts on, it, on reverse.
2: Mortgage. Also, if it was in your wife's name, but not that necessarily, I could recommend that. But it's yeah. something you could do. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, either. you don't you don't <laughs> want to
4: do that. So let's talk about the rest of your financial situation before. First we of all, let's
2: let let's explain how these work, because I would imagine most of us that are being participants in the program today don't quite understand uh, what Brad's talking well, about. Good here, so. idea, Scott. <laughs> Think of a reverse mortgage as a as a traditional type of mortgage with the differences there are no interest payments required. Interest still accrues, but n- there are no payments required. So let's say that you have a, a reverse mortgage on your house of $100,000 and the interest rate is 4% on it. I'm just throwing a number up. At the end of the first year, the mortgage balance would be $104,000. At the end of the second year, it'd be $108,000 and some, some change. change. At the end of the third year, it would, so it would continue to compound about itself and grow larger and larger and larger. But you, one would expect that over a long period of time, home prices will continue to increase in value. So, whatever equity you have in the house, you should—odds are you would still have equity down the road. And if something happens and you don't have equity, maybe you, it's the uh, you you move out when home prices are down or whatnot they're 90 plus percent of them are insured by the federal government to make the lender whole. So you're not responsible for it. And what some people can do is it's
4: got w- me at that. Yep. So what determines the amount that you can borrow is the age and the value of the home. So the younger you are, you have to be 62 to qualify. The younger you are, the less money they will lend you because they're doing a calculation as to break even the bank doesn't ever want to lose money on this. The investors don't want to lose money on this. So if you're 62, let's say you can borrow 50% loan-to-value. And if you're 82, you could probably borrow 85% loan-to-value. The older you are, the more equity that you can borrow against in the house.
2: And you could use them. Let's say that you're going to buy a house at $400,000 and the loan-to-value, let's say, is 50%. You put down half, the reverse mortgage pays the other half. Now you are guaranteed to live into this house until your dying day. And never have to make a mortgage payment. All you have to do is make sure you keep up on your property uh, taxes and maintenance on the house. So what's the downside to it, <clears throat> right?
4: The downside is you better be pretty darn sure that it's the last house you're going to live in. Yeah. It's more expensive than a traditional mortgage. And it's more expensive than a traditional mortgage. So let's talk about the rest of your financial situation. So how much money do you have in equity in your home today? Um,
3: Around 420000 and what other assets do you have? Um, other than like 401Ks and yep. money, that, that kind of stuff, IRAs. Um, about $620,000 in, in IRA and, and a little bit in the 401K.
4: And uh, do you or your spouse, uh, do you expect to receive a pension? No. So the value of your home is how much today? You said you have four hundred twenty in equity. What's uh, the value of the home?
3: Yeah, the value is around six hundred twenty.
2: And what would a new if downsizing and what would that house cost you
3: a new house' we're, we're finding anywhere from five fifty to six fifty is a comfortable home so you're
2: not you're you're not downsizing value you're just changing the,
3: the the square footage person pretty much yeah
2: so a nicer home but smaller nicer home yes or a more desirable neighborhood or something along those lines um
3: more, more, uh, yeah, kind of like that. The neighborhood we're in right now is pretty nice. It's just uh, yeah. the house. Yeah, <clears throat> and
2: what? At what age do you plan on retiring?
3: Um, right at the what? Sixty-seven for myself. My wife is pretty much retired right now.
2: And does she have a pension? No. All right. So it's basically—is she drawing my from problem. her retirement account or just your your salary?
3: Yeah, it's just my salary. I'm not drawing right now. I don't don't want to draw. And
4: what's your, it until, what's the family income
3: now? Um, you know, I'm a freelancer, so it varies every year, but it will, um, you know, On if, average. We count, if we take, if we take COVID out of the equation, it's going to be somewhere between 75 to a okay.
2: hundred. I, I, I would, I, I think it's wise that you're looking at this option, but it, you well, number one, you don't need it now. I wouldn't do it. Right. It, it really, okay. it, it makes sense. The older you are, the, the more attractive this technique can be to help increase a family's cash flow. But I wouldn't do it mm-hmm. out of the box. Particularly while you're still
4: okay. working. If I wanted to make the move to downsize right now, I would downsize right now, keep everything else remaining equal, take a new 30-year mortgage on that, and then decide in, you know, you've got eight years until you retire. Uh, lots can happen between now and then. I But I wouldn't even – it wouldn't be on – I'm glad that it's on your consideration list, uh, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it for you. Not yet. Okay. And by the way, uh, at full disclosure, at one point in time, Scott and I started and then sold the largest reverse mortgage company we in the United States. We
2: didn't start State. the largest, we only started. Be-
4: it. It, it became that way. We yeah. started it from scratch. Uh, and by the way, it wasn't targeted towards our wealth management clients, it was targeted to a whole other section of the economy. Which is the largest asset that these a lot of people have is in their homes it's yeah, the not- average
2: buyer was a 78 year old widow who didn't want to leave her neighborhood yeah. she had already lost her husband lost her you know her work environment right so people most people do not want to leave their house as they age and it enabled them to um, pay off their existing mortgage and have um Additional cash flow. And so
4: there, and it's not either good or bad. It's either the appropriate tool or the inappropriate tool. And for you right now, it's not the appropriate tool. So I would, if I wouldn't wait till I retired, if I was going to downsize, I'd do it now. I'd get a new 30 year Mm -hmm. mortgage on it. I'd put as much cash down as I possibly could and I'd work as long as I could. Yep. Okay. You said
2: 30 year mortgage. It's kind of surprising there.
4: Well, here's why Mm -hmm. you're never going to pay this mortgage off in your
2: lifetime. Right. Right? Unless you unless you say I'm going to work hard to get it paid off by the time I retire.
4: And what's the point in that? So if you can't get the house paid off by the time you retire, if it's not in the short-term goals that you can effectively pay this mortgage off by the time you retire, then mm-hmm. take, take out the longest mortgage if they had a 50-year mortgage. It's <laughs> that much closer to a reverse mortgage.
2: That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true.
4: It's the same thing. <laughs>
2: Well, great. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Glad to Thank talk to you, Brad. I wish you well. Hon. Which, which
4: is, He's right, because we preach paying your house off before you retire, but not at the sake of... Uh, well, his wife
2: is retired.
4: But he's not, and he's still got seventy dollars
2: to $100,000 a year in income. Yeah, and he needs to continue to save, so he's got enough money when he quits working to yeah. make the family And at that point in time, budget.
4: you could decide to rather convert the forward mortgage into a reverse mortgage. If
2: he said my income is probably going to be quite a bit higher the next several years, but it yeah. sounds like it's, yeah, because it's variable, I would rather see him at a lower monthly payment. Yes. All right. Let's uh, continue on here with all worth money matters. Our contact number is 833-99-WORTH. We're talking with Dave. Dave, you're with all money matters.
1: Hey, good afternoon guys. Uh, nice to chat with you. Hey, that was kind of an interesting call. I have a similar call or a similar question. Uh, I just sold some property and I'm trying to decide: Do I pay off my house, which I owe about 150 on, or do do I just take the uh, the total amount and invest it in uh, in the market, and the stocks, and that sort of thing? So,
2: how much uh, do any, you, How much did you net after costs and taxes on the sale of this property?
1: About 500
4: thousand. And you and owe 150 thousand on your home. Not 155, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and what if What's so your could,
2: house worth?
1: Probably uh, seven. Seven fifty-seven. Like how old are you? Uh, 78.
4: And what's the interest rate on the loan?
1: Uh, 2.75. I believe I got a pretty good rate.
4: <clears throat> and do you owe anyone else in the world money?
1: Not really. Uh, we, our cars are paid off. Uh, we don't have any debts. Uh, we're helping our kids through college and that sort of thing. So, you know, we're, uh, we, we. I still work. I have a business on the side that was not on the side; it's my primary business. I started 20 years ago, and uh, <clears throat> it's, it's doing well. So you started um, this
2: at age 58. I thought that's that's exactly awesome. the same thing. Good for
4: you. Good,
1: yeah. Good for well, yeah. You. The company I worked for for 25 years, which I thought I'd retire in, were, was bought out by a bigger company, <laughs> and. Uh, We we lived in California. I was general manager of one of their operations. And a year after the acquisition, they came to me and wanted to move me back to Chicago, where I'd been for 10 years with them. And my wife and kids said, you can go, Dad, but we're staying here. (laughs) So I decided, well, I'll start my own business and stay in California with them. Oh, good for
2: you. you. So Uh, here's one way to uh, look at
4: this. What would you do with the proceeds if if you were to invest them? You'd put them all in the market?
1: Yeah, probably. Well, um, I'm Partly into – well, I have an annuity that I'm not high on annuities. I know you guys aren't either. I listen to you every week. Uh, but I'm big on stocks. I, I'm i really ticked off at my current uh, financial analyst because they, when I converted to them about six years ago, they they convinced me that at my age I should have low risk. So they put me in an annuity and took me out of the stock market, which some of the stocks that I had, which was Tesla and Lamb Research and Applied Materials. I'm in I'm in tech because I sell in the tech business. Uh, those those things have all just really quadrupled, and uh, or more. So let me so, ask you
2: this: if you came yeah. if you came to a visit with a financial advisor, yeah, and your home was paid for, and right. you had three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash to invest, and they said, "Hey, right. Dave, here's what we'd like you to do: we want you to go get a mortgage on your house of 150000 hundred and fifty and add it to your money, so you have a have a full five hundred to invest with us. Because the three hundred and fifty is not going to not really enough. Go take a mortgage on your house. What would you say to that advisor?
1: I'd probably say no, because I I think at my age, <clears throat> I have to look at. Uh, you know how long am I going to be around? I'm, I'm hoping to be around a long time. Plus, my wife is right there with me on age, and uh, I want to make sure she has a place to
4: stay. Well, then, then you,
2: we have- you just answered your question. And
4: how how much money do you have uh, elsewhere in IRAs or annuities or everything else?
2: Yeah, about another five hundred <clears> thousand. Yeah, I would definitely have this paid off. I'd I paid it off. I paid it off. Paid off. You pay it off, pay it off. off? in a yeah, minute. Right well, now. my house is paid off. My house is paid off. Yeah. Well, just for you guys. <laughs> well no, I mean, yeah, I. I, there's just a peace of mind with not having to deal with the mortgage payment.
1: Yeah. Well I have another question for you. I, the business that I have is uh, that I started 20 years ago is doing well. I brought my son-in-law in five years ago and uh, so I'm looking at uh, a buyout package for him. Uh, we have two other employees. They're actually two and a half employees. We have a half-time person that's in the office. And uh, I had an appraised appraisal ran from 1.5 million to 2 million and uh which i think is high um what would be the best way to make a transition for me to get out and for him to come in as a full owner and still have uh you know, let's say we we come up with a, a sell price of it of a million two yeah. or something like that yeah how what ma- would be the best way to handle something like that
4: how How many other kids do you have and this is your son-in-law
1: yeah, we have three daughters and, and six grandkids. So, okay. part of that will go part of that will go to the college and stuff like
2: that.
4: So, uh and above and beyond your salary, does it have excess cash flow and your son-in-law's yeah. salary?
2: Yeah. how well, much? I got an independent appraisal of 1.5 to 2 million. Probably at what, five yeah. times earnings or something? Yeah.
4: So, you can you can uh there's lots of ways you can structure this. Um you can put a note on it. And have him buy that way? He can, if he has any other assets, I'd like to see him bring some assets to the table so he's got some more yeah. skin in the game other than your skin, his skin.
2: It is his well, wife's say, husband. Oh, I understand that, <laughs> yeah. but still. Yeah. I mean, his daughter's I mean, his daughter's husband. Right? It, um, yeah, I mean, I, what a great position to be in, frankly, right? right? Yeah. Start, that's really cool that your son-in-law is working so well that yeah, you want to make just get the business transferred. Does,
4: does he have any access to capital? That isn't yours?
2: Yeah,
1: I'm sure he does. He's, he's, he's done well. He came out of the financial world, and they, I don't think their house has paid off, but it's pretty close. So, so he's got two kids so in place we, right now. Maybe, so if,
4: maybe if he comes up with 20% down. Or more. Or or more, and yeah. then uh, structure a note over the next five-plus years for the remainder amount.
2: And this might be the right okay. counter year to do it. I don't know what's going to happen in taxes oh, in the future. That's a but... good point.
1: Because of what, taxes? Taxes. Or what?
4: I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I
2: don't think they're going to go well, up with all this
4: trillions and trillions of dollars. And do you still live around. in California? I still do. Yeah. I'd... I'd like to move to Nevada because there's a lot better tax Well, we'd like Nevada. I'd actually like to stay in California. I just want Nevada to move to California with their tax rate. Oh, <laughs> their okay. tax rate. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> I love my neighborhood. I I just, <laughs> you can keep the geography I, I, and the weather.
1: <laughs> we just I've want the so tax rate that will set up a post office box over there for my company. For yeah. My I don't think it works quite yeah, like that. Yeah.
4: Um, so you, you, and I was, I was being sarcastic when I said trillions of dollars and we're not expected taxes to yeah. go up. We clearly expect that there's going to be change in tax law. Um, I yeah. would, I would go to a good quality attorney um, and involve some financial guys in order to structure a deal, but you do want your son-in-law to have dollars in the deal and you really need to let your, other children know about this because I have seen it more than one time where it creates animosity among the children that somehow their inheritance went to more, went to one of the children. Unless you really like this daughter more than the others. um, (laughs) (laughs) You really want to make sure that, that there's visibility for the whole family and that, that they, that because it will create animosity in the family. If all of a sudden they believe that, the one son-in-law got more of the inheritance because he was closer yeah. to dad and mom.
2: Well, there could be some animosity just because the one son-in-law is, is hanging out with dad all the time. And well, but you've got to
4: recognize business. that that's a, an unintended consequence of the sale of the yeah. business, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go through with it. You just need, you, yeah. you need to try to mitigate well, it.
1: We're, that's a very good point. And thank you for bringing it up. We're very cognizant of that. We're pretty transparent with all three daughters. We all get along. Um, and, uh, so we you know that you're absolutely right. We gotta we gotta establish it and function some, some some sort of a functionality that that's everybody right. agrees to. And and, and we'll be up front as we go through it. That's
4: right. And, and the other and, and by the way, it's not fun. that you getting along while they're alive, it's them getting along when you're no longer here. You're not yeah, that's right. That's what you worry about. Well, hopefully.
1: Hopefully that won't have The other son-in-law has no interest in the business, and the, there is no third son-in-law, so we don't have to worry about that. So. <laughs> there are daughters.
2: You know, women do work in tech. Yeah. That sounded yeah, pretty funny. Daughter, not great. I, I have no <laughs> other sons. <laughs> Who am I going to leave my inheritance to? I have no sons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the People Middle Ages hard. called. That's funny.
4: The Middle Ages <laughs> called. They want their business model back.
1: I told the third daughter last year at Christmas, she comes, she lives in the LA area. She came home for Christmas, which she always does. And I said, I guess, I guess you're destined to be a no made boy. Was that the wrong thing?
4: to say? <laughs> oh, oh, <mom! laughs> oh, okay. We're going to leave you at that. <laughs> thanks for the encouragement. Dad. All right, Dave, thanks for the call. <laughs> we're going to leave it there. That's <laughs> funny. There are all kinds of people that listen to our show. So we're going to leave it at that. I know. And uh, by the way, uh, at the beginning of the, uh, show, uh, the comments of our callers are not
2: necessarily our recommendations,
4: <laughs> <laughs> or do we agree with what they always say? But we did like Dave, though.
2: Oh, certainly. just yes. kind of funny. About and him. by the way, I am—I uh, like lots of people that when, when, I don't always agree with everyone's opinions. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't really like them. Uh, people in my life, I love. What do you that, mean? That, it's just such a divisive hair right now. Oh, it's Scott, like- if
4: you disagree with me in any way, shape, or form, I hate you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's just how- You must be the, the, the devil.
4: <laughs> you, what do you mean you have a different, you have a point, a different. For once my wife and I couldn't decide on where to go to dinner. I didn't talk to her for three days. I'm just like, that. I'm bringing this thing all the way to the end. <laughs> you agree with me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it is something, isn't it? The error that we're in, right? Now. It's yeah. every week you read about somebody who's missed, they state something. Yeah. I read an opinion piece on, who wrote this? Rush Limbaugh passed away recently, obviously. Everyone's probably heard that. Uh, and they, they, it was a very, I think, a fair article about him and his radio program and they brought out something. He had said something pretty nasty 10 years ago or so. And then they calculated how many hours he had been on the radio. And then, so when you think it's 24,000 hours or whatever it was, I got to tell you though, my brush with greatness,
4: when I was in college, I was a waiter in a restaurant, Rush Limbaugh, Got his start in Sacramento on the same station that we're on. No, we got our start on huh? yes, KPK. Uh, but when I was in college, he would come in for lunch quite often. I would, you know him, and I mean, he was a very pleasant guy and a pretty decent tipper. I do remember that. So that's all. My, I never really listened to him a lot. I listened to him a little, but
2: but yeah, he was a he was sad. a pleasant
4: guy, at least in person.
2: He was pleasant or wasn't pleasant when,
4: when I was waiting on him. He was as pleasant as a you know a patron could be. I guess
2: yeah well, uh, that was my, breast I, with my I, think, I don't know what my point was on that my I think I, was like, I know I, I think I, I read this last week of it was so someone was a CEO of this or head of this stepping down because made some comments and and it's just an error like right now, like you make one bad comment, and you're done. I mean, if Dave was a CEO of a major company and made a comment like that.
4: Oh lots of trouble <laughs> right lots and of... I didn't anything by it it's part of its <laughs> plus enough man
2: anyway <clears throat> uh, we're gonna get in trouble even talking about this <laughs> wait we, yeah well we do try to be very apolitical in this program yes we want people to we do I, I mean I understand that the, if people differ with us that although years ago we had a client he was an artist. Now, I tend to be pretty fiscally conservative, as one would probably have expect. And he said to me, <laughs> he's, he's, I want to talk a little about politics. Scott, are you Republican? Are you? And I said, I said, what would you, first of all, I said, I'm in the financial business. What would you expect? Well, I expect to be conservative. I said, and you're in the art, uh, you make sculptures for a living. I would expect you to be on the liberal side of the spectrum when it comes to politics. Matter of fact, I don't know if I'd want to buy art from somebody who was super conservative. <laughs> it right? just seems strange. Yeah. We both had a good laugh about it, right? And we continued I, our I professional relationship. I don't know what conservative art would look like. I don't know, but, I mean, that's... It's like a block and a round ball? I, I mean, I appreciated him for who he was and yeah. the art he produced and that sort of thing. We didn't make a big deal about some of those differences. Anyway, um, I don't think we quite have time for our ne- before our, ne- our break here. But So, this was... <laughs> There are cities, check this out, cities that will pay you to move there. Oh, yes. There's three cities that were listed in this uh, article from the Enquirer. Not, not National Enquirer, so <laughs> different one. T- Baltimore, Topeka, and Tulsa are all among places that are paying bounties of up to $15,000 to lure remote workers to their town. And these are places that, I mean, places like Baltimore are declining in population. And they're thinking, how do we get people to stay here? So they are literally offering people incentives. It reminds me, you read these stories every once in a while about you can get a um, uh, a huge house in Italy for like a dollar. You've seen these stories. Yes, right? A massive old, what do you call it, like a big estate thing or something? Villa. An Italian villa for a dollar. They say what you have to make sure you, uh, you, you refurbish, the, you it? refurbish yeah. the thing. And keep but before the you do
4: that, read the book Under the Tuscan Sun. So before you move to Italy and buy a villa. Just a little.
2: <laughs> Actually, you probably, yeah, I have no desire to move to Italy and buy a villa. Uh, uh, and some of these places you can buy a house. Topeka, Kansas, another one of those areas that, not many people are... <laughs> you you can buy a house there for $47,000. And they'll pay
4: up to 15000 And they're looking for remote workers. And I, this is going to stick with some.
2: This is going to stick with some. Well, if you can have your... If you can have a Silicon Valley wage and live in a Rust Belt... <laughs> but live somewhere where population has declined, where homes are... Supply demand, right? So... There's almost no demand for these homes. You could buy a house for next to nothing. Think what, how you, what you can do with those extra dollars. Yeah, in Topeka, you pay
4: $125,000 for a house, right? And it's a tenth of the medium price of a house in Silicon Valley.
2: Yeah, but they're giving some sort of subsidies to get uh, even remote workers here. So kind of interesting. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will uh, take some more of your calls. If you want to be part of All Worth Money Matters. Our contact number is 833 99 Worth. Again, 833 99 Worth. And uh, real quick, before we hit the break here, there's a, a pretty good article on our website Four Tips for Conquering Your Transition into Retirement. So if you're close to retirement, you might want to check that out at allworthfinancial.com. Four tips for conquering your retirement into transition. Your transition into retirement. <laughs> uh, this is Worth Money Matters. We'll be right back.
1: can't get enough of allworth's money matters? visit allworthfinancial.com/radio
2: to listen to the money matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters, Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. And, uh, thanks head- for sticking with us. Let's head back to the our callers here. And if you want to if you'd like to be one of our callers, have a question for us, call us and uh, we will schedule time or you can send us a Something at questions at com, Questions at moneymatters.com. It will help you out there as well. Uh, what I mean by that is, we will, if you'd like to be on the air, we'll schedule it. It does not mean we're going to answer every question you send to us. Yes. Questions at moneymatters.com. <laughs> <laughs> <No, Brian. laughs> I've got that before. Don't you, aren't you going to answer my question? Like, uh, you, I actually have other things <laughs> in my life to do, but. Uh, if you want to participate in, in producing produce If you a, want to be part of this that's show. This program, yeah.
4: Or I guess if you had a question, I don't know, send it in. We'll see if we answer it.
2: <laughs> see if we answer <laughs> it. All
4: right. Let's but if t- you're clients, but <laughs> I should state if you're a client. Oh, or well, want clients. to become a client. You're interested in that. But if you, like, you
2: know, send in a question. I reached and- out to a – it was a – it wasn't an accountant, or it was it was something like an accountant or attorney. I don't want to say. I don't want to. Just, I sent an email. I was a client. I Sent an email. Forty eight hours go by. I hear nothing. I sent a follow up email. Did you get my email? Uh, oh yeah. Let me have my assistant reach out to schedule a time for you to call. Another twenty four hours go by before I hear from the assistant. And then, you and he was a client. You were I a client. Were a cli- I was a client. And I yeah. thought I could that. You said if you're a client. <laughs> All calls are returned but, within four hours. Emails are returned before the end of the day. But if, or if you <coughs> want to
4: consider becoming a client, reach out to us. Or if you just have a question, we'll get you on the air. Correct. But but the nature of what we do, it's really difficult to answer financial questions
2: over email. It just, it is. Well, because there's usually more questions. And yeah. oftentimes we answer a different question than what the person we originally called about. Very different. Anyway, let's talk to Christina. Christina, you're with All Money Matters.
0: Hello. Hey, guys. Hi, Christina. All right. Um, So I have a question. Um, I've been contributing 15% to my 401k ever since I started work after college. Uh, I'm 28 years old. I currently max out my Roth, um, but I have minimal funds for a down payment for a house. Um, And I'm really trying to save for a house. So I wanted I have two questions. First one being wanted to get your perspective on lowering my 15 percent contribution just for the next, like, two, three years to really build up that down payment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then currently my house funds that I do have is in a brokerage account with Vanguard. It's in like a total index fund um, and aiming to buy a house. Maybe in three to five years, probably closer to five years, wondering if I should – if it's too risky to be in the stock market since it is short-term investing.
4: How much, uh, Christina, how much money do you make a
2: year?
0: A year. I make 90, 94.
4: And how much money do you have in your 401k? Aren't you
2: like a millennial? I know. What's wrong with you? You guys get you? a bad reputation. You're like, got a career you're doing well. You're a phenomenal saver. Shouldn't you be smoking pot riding a surfboard? <laughs> smoking pot. <laughs> I think I use that phrase with my daughter. She laughed at me. I, they don't call it smoking. It's weed now. Oh, is that? You don't guess, call it pot anymore? Apparently not. My daughter said uh-huh. I called it the wrong thing. It's weed. Yeah. Weed, Kush. Yeah. Shouldn't you be smoking no. the Kush? The Kush.
0: Go. Oh god.
2: Okay. We're gonna date ourselves. <laughs> huh? How about the Mary Jane? Um,
5: okay. Like
2: Poor Christina. That one. Christina's super responsible, saving, and we turn it. Yo, know, she's a millennial. She must
4: be stoned or something. Oh, okay. So, um, how much money do you have in your four hundred one k? One twenty
0: six k.
4: And how much money do you have in your Roth? 22. And how oh much money gosh, do you have in the total know. index fund? Uh, the 16,
0: 16
4: K. All right. And listen, I got a 26 year old son. Um, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I
0: don't, I don't date younger.
4: Okay. Well, that was, that was where I was going with us. So now we'll get, she's to- already <laughs>
2: pretty mature for 29. So I'm sure she's looking up. All right. Well, that's, I was just, I was just need to make um, sure. When do you, where do you, where do you live now? What's your housing situation? I
0: live, in, uh, I live uh, in an apartment in San Diego.
2: Okay, and what's your rent?
0: So I'm renting. My rent is fourteen
2: fifty or fourteen seventy five. And yeah. you share your apartment with somebody else?
0: No, I live by myself.
2: Okay, so you have probably a relatively small apartment, I guess.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And what would uh, a place, if you were to buy a place, what would that cost you?
0: Oh gosh, I was looking at a place, um, a two bedroom in a nice area. It was like 600K.
2: And what would the mortgage payment and taxes be? Did you calculate all that out that time?
0: Yeah, I did um, like a a mortgage rate calculator and I, I believe it was like 1800. No, no, that's too low.
2: Well, I, I can Money's cheap right my now, head. so money's really cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, but with taxes I, I just,
4: and insurance, you're over. You're, you're probably closer to twenty five hundred dollars a month.
2: With uh, and will you stay in that area long term?
0: TBD. My family's up in Northern California. So, so TBD. If I would buy in San Diego or up in Northern California.
2: And where in Northern California? Silicon Valley or Sacramento or somewhere in between?
0: My dad is like East Bay.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so probably somewhere expensive. Your company
4: has a match up to six yeah. percent in the four hundred one k.
0: So they match the first twenty five percent. They match twenty five percent of the first six percent. Yeah. But then okay. we also have a like a separate wealth builder that they do four
2: percent directly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so uh, I, I when do you want to buy a house? Do you want to wait three to five years?
0: Uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm not really like as much as I would like a house right now. I'm not there yet, um, so realistically, it'd probably be be more closer to three to five years. Is
4: there someone in the family that would lend you money for a down
2: payment?
0: No, I ask my dad all the time. <laughs> and he, he denies
6: me.
2: That's because he, he sees that well you're doing on your own. <laughs> yeah, like sick, you don't need to be financial. He's
4: thinking, look, at, if she buys a house, she's supposed to support me in retirement. Uh, um, I would be comfortable lowering your 401k and Roth contributions. And yeah, I uh, take that total index to
2: cash. Why wouldn't you, Scott? Well, because the Roth, you can, you can take that Roth. You can take your contributions to your Roth and use those dollars uh, for uh, – the down payment without any taxes and yeah, penalties. And what's the limit on that? I think it's $10,000. No, that's, you can always take out your Roth contributions. Oh, it's just it, the earnings. It's the earnings. So maybe you put in fifteen grand or something. You could pull that all the way out. Yep.
0: Would you but, advise against that, though? I always no, hear you're not. No. no well, you're you talking about against. the same
2: thing. You're talking about either yeah, not, contributing, yeah. not contributing, not but contributing. But it does the
4: same thing. Yeah. So if you moved down your 401K contribution to, to, to the match and – Put the maximum into the Roth IRA. We're going to get to the same place.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: And then. Oh,
0: wow, you would,
2: yeah. Right. Well, I'm just you thinking of ideas. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm,
4: and then i I would take that. I would take that total index to cash. I would. And then I would save uh, as much money and I'd What you
2: don't want to do is a time in the future where suddenly home prices are on sale again. They will be on sale again, just like they have over the time, right? There'll be some sort of market cycle and home prices. You don't want to be at a time when home prices are down and stock values are down and suddenly you don't have the down payment that you're hoping for.
4: Yeah. Yeah, fair. So bring your 401k down to the match and leave it at that.
2: 6%. Yep.
0: Okay. I yeah. was thinking ten percent.
2: Oh, good well, enough. You can swing, that. You can that swing it. Out. I mean, you could buy a you could buy a house today with uh, no money down. You could. It's not a. It's really not. A, it's not stopping you. Yeah. The down
4: payment, you're just going to pay PMI. But yeah. even on first time homebuyers, there's, there's, all there's kinds different of program program first-time programs first-time out
2: buyers. there. Have you started shopping yet? She did. She looked at a place.
0: I looked at one place and then it, I just, it didn't seem financially possible. So I stopped. I'm just trying to give, I'm getting a puppy on Monday and I'm trying to give my dog a backyard.
2: <laughs> what kind of dog are you getting?
0: It's a shepherd mix.
2: I was super yeah.
4: impressed into, by you until then.
2: <laughs> I have a puppy at home right now, so I know. What you're- um,
4: so uh, <clears throat> why don't you call mortgage broker? And and give them a rundown and see if you can swing it now because you might be able to get to the same place uh, by by just changing the the
0: the contributions why, are you, why are
2: you saving so much? Why? Yeah.
0: Um. Well, my dad just always told me to do fifteen percent in the four hundred one k, and then honestly, the pandemic, I got I got bored, so I just started investing all my money.
2: Okay, and
0: wasn't sending it elsewhere.
2: Uh, so, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just, car- I'm you know, trying to understand the motivations. So, if your goal is to um, accumulate as much wealth as possible, always stay in a small apartment and invest everything else. And if you're thinking about buying real estate, buy a rental and don't buy a dog. <laughs> yeah, don't get a dog. But we all make choices in life, right? There are trade-offs, and we, and most of us say, I'm, I'm willing to exchange having these dollars in savings and investments and enjoying uh, a, a meal out with some friends or enjoying a, a, a trip somewhere or, or whatever, right? We spend our money on certain things, experiences and material stuff. We spend our money. Um, so, I mean, if, if having a place now is of great value to you, I think you could swing it on, on the income you've got. I think got. so. So I, would, I wouldn't start with
4: a home. I'd start with a mortgage broker, um, and then okay. I, I'd ask them what programs are there for either zero down or limited down, um, and then uh, and this was the idea that your job is relatively secure, and then I would yeah. look to see if you could swing it at that and how much more well, it, it, it is than your rent payment. Maybe you have to lower the contributions to your 401k for a little while. Maybe you don't. And that's why you want to start with a mortgage broker. Don't start by looking at the homes. Start by figuring out the financing before you look at the houses. Okay, that makes sense. All cool. yeah. All right, and, and okay. remember, if you ever decide to date younger, my 26-year-old, <laughs> nice. Although I might be biased. You know, although
2: Pat, although she might have this part of her life down perfectly, we don't know the rest of her. So. Oh, it's probably a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, g- 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 yeah. nice Good luck talking to you, with you, Yeah, nice talking. It, thanks, and so. it is be always be encouraging when proud young of people are... She should be proud of herself. ...doing so well financially. Yeah. And I think the challenge is, Pat, we see people at retirement age that have nothing saved. And like, you know, people, I have people, my friends, in my age that don't really have anything saved. And I think, how is it? We both graduated in high school in the early 80s, around the same period of time, and you don't have anything it's saved. It's just a view, like, view of the world. It's a view of the world. The
4: view being... Some people understand how actually money works better than others. And the importance of...
2: And, yeah, I think you're right on that. And I think some people view it as they take personal responsibility for their future. Yes. Like, it's my life. I'd better plan ahead. There will probably be a day when I can't work, even if I don't want to retire. Yeah. All right, let's continue on with calls here. 833-99-WORTH will get you on to All Risk Money Matters. We're talking with Kurt. Hi, Kurt. You're with Scott Hanson. and Pat McLean.
5: Hi, Pat and Scott. Uh, this is Kurt. And I have a question. I'm trying to decide what to do with my 401k. I'm 58 and recently retired. And I'm trying to decide if I should pull it from the company's 401k plan and put it in an individual IRA. Or perhaps, and manage it myself, or have a fee-based advisor manage it for me. Are you married? I'm married. My wife is uh, 57, and she plans to work for another two to three years. What's your wife think you should do? Uh, she thinks I should give it to a fee-based advisor. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I, I was an unfair question, because oftentimes... Uh, um uh, so uh are you
4: living on a pension now? I have no neither of us will have a
5: pension um although we do have a fair amount of savings, and then I guess I do have some um oh some income from a trust that will go on until uh for the rest of my life
2: okay and- i got first of all, I gotta say we're biased in two ways. One way that we are fee-based advisors. The second way we're biased is the my career I've spent with people that have not been great at doing things themselves. That's how they end up here sometimes, right? I have not had a lot of personal experience other than over the radio with people that have done really well on their own. I have. How do
4: you? I have with clients. And it, it and normally it, it takes a it takes a health care for the person in the family that's managing the money, primarily the husband, that causes them Fair. to, to seek right. out a, advice. Well. Right. So, I haven't seen it from a lot of fifty-one-year-olds that will do it because it's always going to get better. But I've most certainly seen it with people in their uh, early sixties. How is
2: your four hundred one k balance invested today?
5: Right now, it's fifty percent domestic stock, ten percent international and 40% bonds.
2: And what was it two and years I ago? Use,
5: um, it was probably a little more aggressive. Um, I backed it off, uh, starting about two years ago when I knew retirement wasn't that far off. And do you
4: own a home? Own a home. It's paid for no mortgage. Okay. So, um, uh, we are biased, Scott. I mean, there, there is...
2: <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I don't know general, how to... to
4: yeah. I, I, but, but the reality is... Because uh, you don't see many
2: times you think someone would... would they could do just as fine without you. Because that, you that, always think you could help them. Some but
4: But then again, Scott, uh, half the advisors in our marketplace oh, yeah. I would not oh, give absolutely. any money to. But the other half, I would... I'd let them manage money for me. I mean, there, there's yes. great people in our industry. I guess it's like that in any industry. And there's terrible people in the industry. So... Here's the benefit of actually leaving the money in the 401k. Are you taking income from it now? I am not,
5: and really don't plan to until I'm 70 or when I have to.
4: Yeah, then you'd roll it into an IRA. Um, and the reason you'd roll it into an IRA is it just gives you a little, a lot more options. Uh, have and- you
2: considered doing some Roth conversions between now and the time age 70 or 72 comes?
5: We have right now. We're in a very high tax bracket. So right. after my sense. wife retires, it probably would be uh, um, the right thing to do. Currently, I do contribute to a Roth every year. The only IRA I have is an inherited IRA. So I continue to um, put money into a Roth. And I believe if I convert my 401k to an IRA, I can no longer contribute to the Roth.
2: You no, that correct? No, you can continue as long as you've got... Uh, wage income and you can do a spousal contribution as long as your spouse is working and the incomes don't exceed something like 180,000 or just cut off. Somewhere. Well, let me
4: ask you a question. Do you have an IRA outside that inherited IRA anywhere in the, in the Roth IRA? Is there any money there outside of that?
5: Uh, no, I do. Okay. No, I do not. So, uh, so this well, is there's money elsewhere, but not in, okay. not so, in IRA.
4: So this answers the question as why you need an advisor. You, you, you answered the question. If if you were sitting in our office, we would have made a non qualified contribution into an IRA and converted it into a Roth the very next day. Are you doing that?
5: I am, and I have been for the last. 10
4: all or right, 10 years. well, you could probably well do definitely
2: it. definitely get it out of the four hundred one k. I don't say that we don't say that to everybody, but I, I think you know it, it. Sounds to me like you're doing all the right kind of planning. Um,
4: yeah, get it out of the four hundred one k. A good advisor is going to fine tune the portfolio and probably monitor it much uh, closer than you are. Um, assuming that I'm assuming you don't run your portfolio through a screen once a week uh, to make sure that it's, no, I do. no I do not. Um,
5: and part, that- of, part of the 401k is in a, um, after tax in plan Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. What happens to that? If I roll it over, goes to the Roth. Okay.
4: Yeah. So the question of whether you need an advisor, why don't you sit down with one and then make the decision? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's a good idea. idea. Sit down with a couple of them,
2: and And it's going to be it's it it's going to be a decision, probably a family decision, and then you got to ask yourself (laughs) when the next downturn comes, and there's no one to blame. (laughs) Is that going to be a challenge in the marriage? Right? I mean. One of the things I've I said for years when I tell our advisors, look, when the markets are going up, our clients take all the credit. When things are going down, we get all the blame. That's just how it is. Live with it, right? Like that's part of our, that's part of the role that we play. And um so I mean that, that is some and in all seriousness, it's something to consider. Like what when, when that account's down twenty percent, um, is
4: yeah. it is Well, assuming that your wife is not involved in this, at some point in time you will hire an advisor if you think that it that she's going to outlive you.
2: Which odds are
4: which odds are, and that oftentimes for people that have done it themselves their whole entire life. I still remember a gentleman came to me, he was diagnosed, diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I was going through his portfolio and I said, you need to, we should do this, this, and this. And he said to me, how, what, why didn't I know that? I'm like, I have no idea what you didn't know.
2: About. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sit down with a couple of advisors and see if it makes sense for you. Yeah. We wish you well, Kurt. Sounds like, uh, yeah, Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you called Sounds Actually, like got it pretty going. much together. We think so. Yeah, I guess. You poked around a couple areas. And yeah, but, find any holes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes nice financial plan is just fine tuning, but that fine tuning can add the, up.
4: And pay, oftentimes, will more pay, than pay for the. Well, studies the have advice. shown.
2: Yeah. Let's uh, talk now with Doug. Doug, you're with allworths Money Matters. Hello, gentlemen.
4: Uh,
6: all these, uh, I watch the financial shows and all these debates about. Uh, uh, minimum wage going up to $15. Uh, but you never hear about how it affects retirees. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, seems like it just puts another crip on the, it makes us a vicious cycle in our, in society. And, and, um, uh, I just, you know, I just kind of, you never hear about them, talk about the older people. And I'm sure that when, you know, the scale is tilted that, uh, you're going to see them try to bail out the older people.
4: So is there a question? Yeah, want,
6: I just, I mean.
4: It, uh, it, it most certainly it, could be inflationary a kind of, at, at a bare minimum. It, it, it will, it will. It could be. It could be inflationary. <clears throat> it could uh, most certainly it, uh, affect our um, imports and exports. I don't
2: see that having as big an impact on retirees. What has a tremendous impact on retirees is our uh, current monetary policy with um, interest rates at zero.
4: And and the reason being is that the retiree that has a lot of their dollars in super savings. safe assets, including bonds and savings. CDs. I mean, retirees yeah. used to be able to live on CDs. They, they, they will bear the brunt of this. They will bear the brunt oh, of this. How, what's that?
6: I see my in-laws, they're, they're in a retirement home, and their rent has gone up. And uh, and me, myself, I I, I don't – I mean, I haven't dined out in a while because of the COVID thing, but, uh, you know, you just I, – I don't like to spend, you know, more than $50 when I go out to eat, you know, and who knows what that's going to look like. I, I know that California right now is 14 Minimum wage.
2: Well, I mean, uh, clearly, thing. it's it's clearly it's going to be a cost increase. For some parts of the country, it's going to be dramatic. oh significant, and companies are going to pass along. I mean, I'm a business owner, right? Like, if you got to the point where there're no profits, like, why would I, why would I take all this risk? And like, you own a restaurant, and suddenly you can't. You're either going to increase the price, or you're going to shut the doors. One of the two. What? What else? I've always thought the minimum wage is a curious way to um, ensure that um, lower wage people can have a – I mean, the government's essentially dictating that a, a, a private enterprise pay an employee a certain amount. If the, Another way to do it is just to simply tax and redistribute that as some sort of a minimum income and let the marketplace decide what a wage is worth. Or do both. We're already doing both, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway, so no, it will have an effect on certain
4: industries, <clears throat> uh, but how it affects the retirees, uh, it, it remains to be
2: seen. Let's uh, talk now with John. John, you're with Worth Money Matters.
3: Yes, here I am. All right. Well, my my question was a, was a simple one, and Pat probably knows. Uh, oh, John. I'm a worried.
4: John, how are you? It's good to hear you. <laughs>
3: And so I'm not looking for advice. I'm looking for you looking at your crystal ball and when will the bubble burst?
6: Oh, my. Which bubble?
3: Well, uh, the market keeps going up and up and up. And has been doing it during uh, Obama. It's been doing it over uh, Trump. It's still kind of doing it. It cannot go on forever. So,
2: historically, your, yeah. Your so, prediction? historically, We've had a 20% decline every three years. If I think back to the last uh, two decades, we had two periods where we had roughly 50% declines, the stock, uh, uh, the dot-com bubble and the financial crisis. But I also like to look at it from my personal ex- perspective. When I, In 1990, when I entered this business, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was roughly 2,600. Right. Today, it's over 10 times that. That's through that's over the last 30 years, that's through two absolutely disastrous market periods. So instead of trying to figure out when this current run-up is going to end and we're having another pullback in the stock market, I like to think instead of, let's just make sure anything that we have in stocks, we've got a nice long-term time horizon to ride out whatever storms are gonna come. And then the bond
4: portion of the portfolio is what will provide the income through the down parts of the market. And a good portfolio. Uh, and for the rest of the listeners, I did not know uh, John was going to be calling, but John has been a client for how 20 some odd years, John, right? Um,
3: yes, at least. So, and I, I wrote through three.
2: Three crashes or, or three – And he doesn't want to do another one, <laughs> doggone it. So, But but you what know? happens
4: is because the way the portfolios are rebalanced is the equities grow. We're selling off equities in order to keep the portfolio at 50-50. And as the portfolios fell, we are selling off bonds to buy more equities or more stocks to keep this balance. But the reality is that 50% of the portfolio – In cash, you have more than enough time to actually live through any recovery.
2: Yeah. And unfortunately, John, we are out of time on this program and uh, do appreciate your call. And uh, gosh, I wish that I could predict, we could predict market highs. And you can flip on the television right now if you'd like. Find a financial program. You're going to have a bunch of talking heads. They're all going to have a different opinion and none of them are going to be the same. Uh, And I guess maybe you can try to pick, find one you like the most. That would be one strategy. Probably not the best strategy. Probably best to stick with a nice diversified approach.
4: Patience and persistence.
2: Yeah. Anyway, we're out of time. It's been great being with you. This has been all with Money Matters with Scott Hanson and Pat McLean.